All right, guys, welcome back to another episode of this brutal podcast, it seems like lately. And uh, brutal. <laughs> it's going to be a rough night, I can already tell. Um, this past week, NASCAR did the Daytona Roval. And... Wow, not interesting, not inter. inter- introducing okay what, uh, how about you wow. how about how about you get your words out next time jeez okay well, let's start over <laughs> no uh Ed, edit that part apparently out <laughs> i forgot to introduce the usual hosts uh chuck and lex say hi guys hello happy birthday bob sanders yeah, happy birthday, Lex. Yeah, shout out to Bob Sanders. Oh, wait, I forgot. Lex and I have the same birthday. <laughs> we do? Yeah, how many times do we have to go over this? Wait, who told sure. you my birthday? It, Jamie, actually. <laughs> oh. So, yeah, that there's your big surprise for the night, Chuck. Wow. All right, you sound really good. So, I didn't know. When's your birthday, Jack? August 1st. Damn it. (laughs) You didn't believe me. (laughs) Are you sure your birthday is August 1st, Jack? Chuck. I can can say that it's August 1st. Damn it. Sorry you have to share your birthday with such greatness. Okay. I don't want to go that far. This, this is what I have to deal with. You guys are jealous. Of hey, my breaking. Huh? Charlotte will be able to have 30% capacity for the 600 in May. Dude, why are they announcing this now? Everyone knows things are going to be way different in May than they are now. I mean, I, I agree. COVID is probably going to be barely existent by the time we get to May. So. Hot take. Just count me on. Count me on that one. Okay. So, well, let's uh, talk about this really heartbreaking race. I guess is it heartbreaking though? I don't know, Chuck. You tell me about the guy who finished in twentieth place. Well, yeah, poor Kyle Busch. Um, so, <laughs> lap one, uh, Michael McDowell and Kyle Busch decided to try to end their races on the spot. Uh, no, Michael McDowell lost all his talent by turn one. He had a flat tire. <laughs> he had a flat tire going to the green. How did he manage to pick that up? Uh, I think it was just a bad set of tires, probably. Wow. I did not know that. So... That happened. Uh, Kyle Busch ran right through the grass and killed his splitter. And mm-hmm. Somehow uh, managed to come back and start running well until later when he <laughs> that was one of the funniest wrecks I've seen. We'll get to it, I guess. But uh, Chase Elliott I, what? I was going to say, I still don't understand how that happened. Oh, I think his steering broke. Okay. That's what it looks like. Uh, so Chase Elliott led every lap of stage one and almost every lap of stage two, thanks to a caution uh, that 
made his pitch strategy different. And so basically nothing really happened through the first two stages except Ross Chastain losing all his talent. <laughs> I feel like that's fair to say, Chuck, right? That's fair. That, that is fair. Uh, or uh, was it that he got hit? He didn't get hit. Like, I don't know why people are saying he got hit. He didn't get hit. Are you it was sure? just a classic case of him overcorrecting right into the wall. That's what it, that's on it from his onboard. That's what it looked like. Because why would like it doesn't make any sense how Blaney could have hit him into the wall? Well, they were coming out of the corner, right? So if he if he hooked him, like Chastain would have spun out. He would not have gone nose first into the wall the way he did. Hmm. Like that's a hard corner anyway in a stock car. So, it's, it's, I don't know. It doesn't matter <laughs> at the end of the day. Um, so, then Elliot was still dominating until the most controversial moment of the race when NASCAR threw a yellow for a rain. That's the rain that wasn't wetting, making the track wet. Yeah, I know. Then he said it was making the track wet. Well, Denny wanted to cry anyway. Well, so. Chuck's mad at Denny Hamlin, guys, if you didn't know. you Aren't you usually? I usually am, too. <laughs> Lex, I don't know why you're Denny Hamlin fan. Can you explain? Oh, no. Well, I'm a Kyle Busch fan, first and foremost, but, you know, I respect Denny. You know, he's won three five hundred. Well, he should, could have won three five hundreds here and won the last two five hundreds. Hey, Lex, I'm going to let you in on a little secret. What? He has three 500s. Not three in a row, though. Nope, thanks to uh, Michael McDowell. Oh, no one. No one went with that one. Okay. Um, um, Okay. All right. So, after that, uh, there was definitely a lot of pitch strategy that happened. Paul Wolf kept Joey Logano out and did not pit, uh, and he inherited the lead. And I think Chase was like the first car of a pit road, maybe? Yes, he was. And it I don't know about you guys. I just thought that was – you just pitted three or four laps earlier. I think that was just a stupid decision just to bring him in to get another set of slicks. I could understand. It was like five. I mean, I – So then on the the, – the fall, the fall off – the fall off on the tires was the reason why you did it even after you've been running so few laps. Yeah. But I mean, huh? I feel like Paul Wolf made the smartest move because first of all, it gained his driver the most spots. And uh, well, it was the only way Joey was going to have a chance to be honest. No, I know. I mean, it was a short run car too. And uh, I don't even know what I'm going to say, but on the ensuing restart, uh, Corey LaJoy put Chase in the grass. <laughs> and one of the better saves I've seen, I guess. It, it was all right. It wasn't that bad. Uh, he, like, went off the track, onto the track with two wheels, back off the track, <laughs> back on the track, back off the track, and then back on the track again. Can we talk about how huge of a save that actually was. It was all right, I guess. 
Well, with Chase coming out of the uh, horseshoe. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I, I give it to him. It was all right, I guess. It was all right, I guess. Hey, you know I like Chase. Hey, hey. so can we get under the fact that I've told you two weeks in a row that Logano wasn't going to win while, can we, while he was Can leading. we not get to that yet? Because um, there's other stuff, actually, <laughs> that involve your favorite driver, Chuck. Um, but can we talk about how big of a choke Kyle Larson is? What the hell was he thinking? Like every time Kyle gets in one of these situations where there's pressure, he just folds every single time. It seems like he does he fold or forget where his brake pedal is. Well, he will. He knew where the brake pedal was. He was hitting it too hard. So, what are the chances that? He's trying to prove. He feels like he has to prove himself after getting. Suspended. He doesn't have to. The only thing he has to prove is his character. I think he's done that. Well, but that's not what I'm saying. There, there's people who probably feel that he isn't justified for that ride. That he should have had to come back to a smaller team and not straight into one of the big teams. Well, I guess nothing says similar cases more than a win does, huh? What did you say? <laughs> I said nothing says I'm not a racist more than all. All, all right. All right, no, Stickle. What I'm saying, what no. I'm saying is similar, a similar route to Kurt Busch. Yeah, yeah, I get it. I get, I, it. I get it. I do. But I don't know. What, Kurt Busch? Or... No, he meant Kurt Busch. Kurt Busch had all those character issues. It was a mess. And that's not talking about where that's he not talking it. about his uh, alleged abuse of his wife or girlfriend. Who hey, was an alleged girlfriend. secret agent. Who was a secret agent, you mean? Yeah, that was actually proven, I believe. I think so as oh, well. Wow. Okay, man, yeah, look. I, you gotta if she's getting all crazy, she you know, she can do like Mortal Kombat <laughs> You gotta do what you gotta do. <laughs> Uh well, so yeah, Larson chokes, puts himself in the tires, leading to Christopher Bell being the next guy in line to try to get to the win with fresh tires. And then we had Kurt Busch, who also didn't pit and tried for his life to get Joey Logano <laughs> a win. <laughs> did you see that? Oh, I did. It was hilarious. Um. Well, Chuck, we do have to address the fact that Chase Elliott got spun out. So, uh, if you would like to insert your rage now, that would be good. No, I mean, it's it is what it is. Really, because that's not what you said when it happened. <laughs> well, I mean, he got taken out. We all know that. By who? It was the only way he was. It was the only way he wasn't going to win. The okay, race. by who? <laughs> who took who took him out? Was it Joey? No, it I was don't... Denny. Was it Denny? Oh. It was Denny. How do you not well, remember Denny? It was Denny? 
because I've slept since then, and other news has come across. Okay, so I haven't slept with him. Evidently not. Chuck's better. Oh yeah. There's another thing we need to discuss. Uh, this kid's like know how to break. No, I want to get. I want to get to that later. Actually, because <laughs> I was going to talk about that. Uh, well, to finish up the race. Um, so Bell chased Logano down <sighs> and come into the front stretch she came with two to go. Joey did his best, but Bell got around him and went off into the sunset. So that's what happened. So and like I said, like I said, two weeks in a row. I've sent a message and said, Joey's not going to win. Chuck's just jealous that his driver wasn't in the lead on the last lap two races in a row. I mean, I guess it was two to go this time, but still. Yeah, it's gonna no, be NASCAR just decided to throw a caution. The last oh, you still upset about that? Any other year, they would have let it run to the line. So you think that NASCAR didn't want their most popular driver to win too, huh? Son of their also no. most popular driver ever. You're talking. You're talking about a series that let Chuck. You you Boyer can get to your finish the race. Finish the race we upside down. On his he crossed the line upside down. On fire. Under green. Yeah, there's levels to this. So, well, to be fair, did you want to be like Ryan Newman and do it upside down in the air? Or? And get absolutely get my head smashed in? Not particularly. That's why they threw the yellow, but and it still yeah. happened. <laughs> so, what the? That's my steering wheel. What? My bad. Um, so, yeah, Christopher Bell, the second first-time winner of the year in two races. What the heck? So... So oh, my Xbox on. Cool stat. Cool stat. Uh, for the this was the first time since 1950 that the first two races of the season had first time winners. Wow. And if you remember, 1950 was the second year that NASCAR really, really uh, was a series. So, wow. Well, beginning beginning of the third year. It was 48, right? Or was it 49? 48, 49, 50 would be the third year. No, no, no. It was 49, 50. No, because 50 years was 98. All right. We really got to do this again, huh? Here we go. Racing reference. I can tell you it because I know Red Byron was the first champion in 1949. Yep. There it is. So, I'll take my apology it later. Was incorporated in it was incorporated in nineteen forty-eight. Anyway, uh, yeah. So, yeah, let's talk about Brad Keselowski now. Um, on Twitter, which was one of the funniest tweets I have seen in a long time, and he said, "I would like more short tracks on the schedule." And I was like, "Wow, I wonder why? Because you're not going to barrel into every corner like you're trying to kill someone, <laughs> like." The fact that this dude even got a top five is an absolute joke. 
the dude was barreling into every corner, missing it by about five yards, <laughs> probably more, 10, 15, was locking the brakes up every single time he was on the camera. Like, yep. how did he not crash? And how was he the one that got wrecked and didn't wreck anybody else? That's what's crazy to me. I thought he was going to take out Chase before Denny did because there was a few times like, Well, <laughs> it looked like it If you look at the guy who was in front of Chase when he got taken out, it was Brad. And they were all stacked up together there. So what I'm guessing happened there is that Brad checked up or something and then Chase had to check up and Denny just decided to not check up. <laughs> like he usually does not check up. So, yeah. Uh, next week we have Homestead. Should be back to the boring races now. Uh, Kevin Harford will probably win by 15 seconds. And yeah. Any, any other predictions? No, not really. I'm really interested in seeing how McDowell keeps it going because he got eighth at the road course. Uh, of course, that team is going to be prepping for the chase and trying to, you know, stay up in that in this fight there. So that'll be interesting to see how they progress throughout the entire season. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you look at 2016 when Busher got in, they won in like the beginning of August, so they didn't really have much time to prepare for the chase, but they still got better and were not really competitive competitive, but they were better than they were in the regular season, so... That'll be interesting. Uh, some other news that came out today was Bristol's going to have heat races as like the real dirt racing is. So we'll see how that goes. It's going to have practice, but not qualifying, I guess. So that's kind of weird. Well, they're, and they're running heat for 15 lap heat. So I, I, I just said that. No, I, I'm just saying that they're running four fifteen. Now, what's going to be interesting to me is seeing if they do have DNQs for that outside of the normal DNQs, if you know what I mean. Like, are they really going to put 40 cup cars on a half-mile dirt oval? What could go wrong? A lot of things could go wrong. <laughs> like, <laughs> actually... I bet I bet the heat races pay points, and it'll probably be how many car. Well, how many trucks did they run at? Oh, the trucks will easily have forty. Oh, don't at, at Eldora. They well, I, I'm just talking about like this season. Like it's different. No, I no, I'm talking about like what, how did the trucks? What what did the, the trucks, trucks did heats and then an LCQ? They didn't do a B main. They just did an A main. Right, so it'll probably be something similar along those lines would be my guess. Yeah. Well, besides that, there's not really anything new. Um, Steve Latart is making his return as a crew chief, so that's cool. And Due to COVID. Yeah, Chip Ganassi decided to get benched for one race. He brought a friend in the pit lane. That was pretty funny. So, he's gone. Other than that, uh, there's not really much else to say, so I'm going to let Chuck now do a little segment he wanted to do last week that I didn't let him do. So, Chuck, you can take it away. 
He didn't let me do it. We just didn't do the tribute episode to Dale. Yeah, and I'm letting you do it now. Take it away. So, 20 years ago, last week, we lost Dale Earnhardt. My issue with NASCAR and their safety was that they didn't do anything to make do any uh, changes until after Dale was killed. When in the previous year, they had Adam Petty, Kenny Irwin, and Tony Roper in the truck series all died of the same injury with the baseball call fracture. So how are you going to let three guys die and not do anything to make the adjustment for safety? And then, but you lose your biggest star, and like, oh man, now we got to do something. You know, part of well, part Dale, of it is like that. Dale, well, Dale also didn't really follow the safety regulations either. Hot take, but needs to be said. Well, well, didn't he describe the Hans device as a quote noose? Jeez, Lex. Well, well, I mean, he may have. Roger. I mean, I'm not like a noose, noose. And yeah, I may have saved him, but I know what you're referring to, Jack, with the belt. Belts, open face helmet. The open face helmet had nothing to do with that accident. Broke his nose. What happened to him? Okay. But that wasn't what killed him. Whatever. So. The Heinz has continued to save many lives, so. Well, even Jeff Gordon said it saved him after that Vegas crash. Yeah, he said he would have died without it, right? Yeah. Or the safer barrier. It feels like. Combination. No, there was no, oh, there wasn't right. a safer was barrier. Was... My bad. Anyway, continue. I just... The whole, let's not, we're not going to make any changes until a big name dies. I mean, I don't, you see it everywhere. Well, kind of. We saw it enough one. Ayrton. Yeah. Uh, PK hit the wall at Tamburello, lost 90% of his depth perception. Berger hit it, and that, that was actually probably a more scarier accident than Senna's. And uh, was it McKelly Alberto hit it as well? Yeah, I agree. I can agree with that. But I think that, that I don't think it would have made a difference with Senna if uh, Ratzenberger hadn't been killed that same weekend. Oh, that too. A corner up. Well, still and you forget about Barrichello almost died that weekend too. That was in the chicane. Right. Same. Yeah. I'm just saying. But. Right, like even then, like they had a they had a really bad crash at the start. Like, how many crashes do you need to? Like the weekend is cursed. Oh yeah. Yep. So, I just and I can't remember who if it was Bill Elliott. I'm pretty sure. I, now I think about it, I'm pretty sure it was Mark Martin called out, basically ripped NASCAR with his book. Saying that they NASCAR never did anything as far as safety improvements until they lost a major star. 
Yeah, because after Dale died, they got the Hans device and was made mandatory. Did were closed face helmets mandatory then afterwards? I I don't think close, but I don't think the close face helmet are mandatory. I mean, up until Dale died, they didn't even have to wear a fire suit. Well, they have oh, to wear. As, as long as they were covered, it didn't have to be a fire. Are you suit. sure about that? Because mm-hmm. if you if if you go back to Dave Marcus, Dave Marcus always wore penny loafers. <laughs> When he raced. And um, what was it? Wasn't it after Dale that they started using the, the flaps or whatever? When did those get developed? Uh, the, no, was the, that the roof Stewart? flaps were several years before that. No. The roof flaps were in the, in the 90s. Okay. Uh, because there was a rash of accidents where cars got backwards and went over. They still do. Oh. Not, but not like they were. I think we should take them off again. So. No, you would say that. Uh, if anyone actually listens to this, I don't mean have the things I say. So don't, don't come at me. And go at him because he deserves for saying crap. I don't actually want anybody to die. I just it could be more exciting sometimes. That's all. What? So, just safety and racing in general, it, it has come a long way, but it, it's crazy how it takes a major star, something to happen to a major star for anything to happen. In NASCAR, at least. No, like in IndyCar, it's always like, hey, they're on top if of If someone it. dies. They were on top of it before Dan died. Well, and I mean, if you really want to go back to the uh, one, not Paul Dana, but um, Tony Renner's accident. I was just about to bring that up. uh, They were developing the little fin, the little, if I recall correctly, the little fin down that runs down the center of the the car wasn't on those cars at that time but it was because of buddy rice's accident at chicago land and a couple other ones where the cars took off when they got sideways well with buddy that they with buddy that. he got lifted by another car yeah, but the, what, the, that little fin would have kept his car on the ground. That's, I, I don't know about that one. <laughs> no, but it, uh, seriously, they they like showed like the simulation of it, how it would have oh. disrupted just okay. like a... I take safety seriously, I promise. I sure. do. Sure. It's, okay. it's it's a big topic for Chuck because he's lost two of his favorite drivers in accidents. It's Greg Warren, Dan Weldon. With Greg, I don't even know how you could prevent that. It was just horrendous. Well, if that if that would well, if it had been paved like it is now, that accident wouldn't have, wouldn't have turned out. The way I agree it. with that. Well, okay. So, so the whole Greg thing, I mean, how much of that was it not being paid and how much of it was his inability to move his hand? 
because I've heard people say bring that into play. Well, if he went, if he went and hit the the uh, what's it called the uh, access road that flipped the car, he would have just slid and hit the inside wall, okay. or just continued to spin. Spin. It was hitting the access road that flipped the car. Okay, so this is going to sound really bad. But what blew my mind about the Greg Moore thing is his head actually didn't hit the concrete. It actually hit the ground when it flipped over. Now, how can anyone tell that? There's an accident report on it. Where? Uh, you have to look it up, but I've seen it. Yeah, I mean, the, the Greg Moore accident was pretty much a fluke of an accident, to be honest. So it went, if it went, if he wouldn't hit the access road, it would have been a big hit, but I don't think it would have killed him. I don't know. It's always easy to say ifs and buts, but those cars were not very strong. It took Till Zanardi to really figure that one out with the. Well, well, I believe. That I don't think it. I can't remember. I believe it was ninety nine. Also, when Gonzalo brought literally like two races before. Yeah. So, in the same car that Greg Moore was going to drive, or something like that. Yeah, it was the three car. So that car is cursed, and that's why Elio never won a championship. Damn, we really managed to Elio into it. Yeah, he did. Fanboys will do anything to big up their driver. No, it was just going to be before someone said, oh, Greg Moore would have... Elio would have been back in Brazil or something. Like, yeah, I know that. So, I mean, Lex, I mean, what about sports cars? I mean, what safety advances have, have there been there? I mean, we've seen a lot of big accidents even recently. You think of McNish well, and, and the 2014 one at Daytona. Yeah. Well, there's been a myriad of things, and the unique thing, position of sports cars is it takes seems to take from F1 and, well, from everywhere in, in general. And so, for example, the carbon monocoque you had – Hans device, mandatory crash testing, uh, mandatory fire suit resistance numbers, and all this other stuff. Uh, you had the introduction of the shark fin. I believe that was that sports cars or was that 2010 F1? That, no, it was uh, sports cars before that that had the dorsal fin that we first saw that in. And that was to prevent well, when the car got sideways from all over. Let's say champ cars have that too. So. I did not know that. When did champ cars have dorsal fins? Yes. I'm actually looking at one of my my Greg Moore model, and it has. Oh well, that uh, wasn't. I don't know if that was really that noticeable, though. Well, is is it is it as pronounced as it, it is now, like that type of dorsal fin, or just like a small one? Hey, I don't even see a fin on it. Like I'm looking it, at my Elio car right now, and I don't. No, I think it was on the super speed. I know it was on the Mercedes cars. 
So the the Reynards. Now, I don't think Elio ran a Reynard in '98. I don't know. I think he was. Dang. I think he was in Alola. Well, what was okay? So, what was the purpose of the dorsal fin and champ car exactly? I think it was to help channel the air over okay. the rear wing, and then, but at the same time, it would also be a blocker for produced drag when the car got sideways. So nice. Yeah, that's. I'm trying to think of some other ones because it seems that, like I said, sports cars they take from everywhere else. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, you had innovations from sports cars like ABS and trash control first appeared in sports cars. Uh, but not really any big safety advances that haven't come from it. I don't. I can't think of off the top of my head. That, any that have come from other places that well, that have come from inside sports cars, rather. I, I sent a picture in the. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I I remember that now. Yeah. Let me check. Yeah. So I mean, and we were talking about IndyCar being on top of stuff. Uh, when Hinchcliffe had his accident at, oh, at yeah. Indy, when the suspension piece went through the tub, it, they had made the change almost immediately to prevent that from happening. Jeez. And then, Jack, what's going on? They made, I don't know. Well, I mean, even Newman's, like you look at Newman's and they fixed, they did some changes for the super speedways by the next super speedway race. Well, and there was a in the Newman's accident in NASCAR. There, there was a bar that Newman. It, well, it's called the Newman yeah. Bar. That they that they're pretty For sure. Oh nine. That, if that's if that wasn't there, it would have been a completely different accident too. So yeah. Hey Chuck. On yes. any on any of your models, do you does it have like a the Hanford device on any of them? Because I've always been wondering what the, exactly does that look like? Uh, it does. No, they don't. But what it does, what it looks like, the Hanford device was basically a flat plane uh, below the bottom from the bot to the, the uh, back of the end plates there. So it was that whole, essentially the whole thing was the Hanford device. Okay. It just help punch a bigger hole in the air. Hmm. Uh, well, uh, is there anything else about safety you would like to talk about, Chuck? Uh, no. No. Just, uh, I, will, I will say this about the whole NASCAR thing. After Kenny Irwin was killed at, because Adam Petty was killed, and then a month later, Kenny Irwin was killed. So they added the kill switch, and they all to the to the cars. So I mean, they tried to do something. They also put restrictor plates on the cars at at uh, Loudon. For the next couple of races after that, yeah, happens. that's right. So, I remember that. 
which led to the domination of Jeff Burton. Yeah. In, the, in that race, the next race, where he led every lap. Dear God. Yeah. So, well, uh, Lex, you may do whatever you want to talk about now. All right. So, for when it comes to sports cars, we had today Ferrari announcing they will take on the World Endurance Championship in the prototype category for looking for their first Le Mans win since, what, 65? With, was it Jakob Rent and Mastin Gregory? Don't ask say? me. It's not like I know. Yeah, that's who it was and with. This is that. And, correct. And, Would um, you ask, Chuck? This is in that new hypercar division? Yes, this is in hypercar. Yeah. So, because Ferrari was interested, originally interested in the LMDH, but Ferrari being Ferrari, they said they had to make their own chassis. But we just have the announcement today. I'm excited. Um, I'm a little reserved at first. I'm a little reserved and tempering my expectations what to expect based on their performances in F1. Wink, wink. Oh, yeah, okay, Alex, we heard and... you the first time. <laughs> I mean, he's Wasn't not very wrong. Nice. <laughs> I'm just, I gotta be honest here, man. Yeah, I heard you the first time. <laughs> he, he can't handle the I truth. literally have accepted uh, the truth, but okay. Yeah. It would be cool to see, like in the old days, where you had your F1 drivers doing the Enduros as well. That would be cool to see. I don't think it would happen again, but it would be cool to see. Um, and that's, I, I, it would be I mean, the last guy that did it was Hulkenberg, so that was pretty recent. In the yeah. Port, in the, yeah, the Porsche. Yep, him, Nick Tandy, and they won. Which they actually come to think of, that's an awesome lineup. Tandy who? Nick Tandy. You had Earl Bomber, and then you had Nico Hulkenberg. I've always thought Nick Tandy was underrated. What? Yes, he is. Everyone always. Everyone always. Oh, geez. Everyone always talks about um, these stupid Corvette drivers. And uh, they never talk about anybody else but Corvette. Dude, when he was in the Porsche, everybody, he was like dominant. Exactly, because he's one of the best drivers in the world. Well, to be fair, him and against the, when 2019, when that car was like super OP, the whole band tour thing was was a race between them. What do you have against band tour? Oh, I love band tour. I don't. I mean, Bamber's cool too, but Lawrence Van Tour was one of my favorites when he was at Audi. Yeah, and then he switched, and then his little brother still drives for Audi. Yeah, Drees drives. What a half. I don't know how you spell it. I don't know how you say Dries. it. Drees. Yeah, Drees. Yeah. So. Um, in other news today, we saw finally. 
uh, the Glickenhaus hypercar was revealed today. And you have you have all these sports car racing fanboys who are like losing their mind. And I was like, it's so awesome looking. I'm just like, dude, that looks like a kit car or one of those like early 2000s, late 90s concept of the future type GT90-esque type cars. It's this, it just, to me, it just looks generic as anything. It doesn't, it doesn't look cool or anything to me. What did you guys think? I didn't see it. Uh, it's, I put it in the chat. Oh, I don't look at the chat. <laughs> yeah, obviously. Okay, wow. Since you, uh, since you shared that stats that I shared. Kit cars and hypercar, is that what you're talking about? Mm-hmm. No, that looks ugly. It might be better if they get, because that's, is that the Ferrari? I'm assuming. That's the no, Glickenhaus. That's their own Glickenhaus. That's, that's not a Ferrari. That's the Glickenhaus. That's their own design. Might be interesting, depending on what color it is. Uh, it's going to be red with a white front. Yeah, I think I'd have to see it painted. Uh, someone, there's a bunch of renderings of it. You can Google it and find it. And it just, the more I see this whole nonsense known as hypercar, the more I realize it's only hypercar name. It's really just a low-cost prototypes. Well, isn't this the deal where they're going to be able to run IMSA and WEC? That's correct. And when is Europe going to get their heads out of their butts and start respecting America? Well, that, that's the thing, though. Um, it, it, it just seemed like the whole hypercar formula, it was rushed to get out in front of DPI is what it came off to me as. Because, obviously, you know, French people being French people, you know, they're highly, I guess, nationalistic, as they should be. But this not-created-here syndrome, it was just... I think they're just afraid. Unnecessary. I think they're afraid we'll kick their butts. Well, because if you ask me, DPI was an all-around better idea for a formula. And and we didn't, it doesn't, hybrid in DPI to me, well, excuse me, for LMDH, the whole hybrid, having mandatory hybrid systems and stuff like that, it just. It's so expensive. There's nothing. Yeah, it's another, they're trying to charge like 150 grand for it and. I want to say a top line DPI program per car a season in IMSA is like $6 million. So you had people like Wayne Taylor who are a bit concerned about the cost of the whole project. Yeah. I mean, why do you think LM, LMP1 hybrid died so fast? Because it costs so much. Well, the FIA played into a lot of that cost. You get the point, though. Yeah, yeah, I get it. Racing always has cost too much money, so. Oh, that is true. But at the same time, changing rules every year drives the cost that much further up. Know what I mean? Say that again. I said 
when it comes to um, racing, rule changes year by year what the FIA loves to do, that actually drives the prices for uh, that much further higher, that much higher. Yeah. So that that was with that was the alternate region. I mean, we can we can name several types of things that have died because of the FIA. Group C, MC GTP, LMP1H, GT1. Uh, the list goes higher and higher. Yeah, I mean, things die in America too, like PC. Well, PC, to be fair, needs to die. <laughs> like, L- like LMP3. <laughs> And 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 I mean LMP three is fine. It's just it shouldn't be in the weather tech series. Exactly. It's just a it's just a gimmick. So, well, I got nothing else to say, and I really got a piece. So let's finish up. All right. What else? You're gonna leave that in. What? (laughs) Yeah, you're not gonna edit that out. Oh, jeez. You got a Gatorade bottle? No, I'm not Stiggle. (laughs) Yes. Sometimes I wonder. I don't like you guys. Anyway, uh, should be a fun week of racing, I guess, with NASCAR, which uh, it's just Xfinity and Cup. VK was fastest in. Oh, yeah, the test. Grosjean crashed. Uh, Go figure. And like, and he was within a second. And he was within a second after fourteen. Laps. Also, another guy that was close, Dalton Kelly, seven tenths off this test. So uh, we kind of wrote him off, which I mean is fair because he was dreadful last year. But this is why you got to give time well, he to so, develop. No, he was in a so, fight. I did see where Foy is going somehow. I don't know how Larry managed to pull this off with his dad, but going with a more engineering approach this season. That Foy? I'll believe it when I see it. Well, what approach did they take the previous ones? That's what I want to know. I think AJ is not. I think Larry's not letting AJ make as many calls. Oh, as he I don't wants. even know how he can make any calls. What's he? I mean, what is he going to say? You know what? You know what Larry needs to do. He needs to unleash the killer bees. <laughs> you know? Yeah, you do realize nothing has killed I that know. man yet. So it's a John Force IndyCar, I guess, in a sense. And John Force is coming back. John Force oh, yeah. Racing. I was about to say, yeah, they're coming they back. They took a year off. Uh, Who's their drivers? Same ones as usual, except Courtney. Just Brittany and Top Fuel, Robert and John and Funny Car, I believe is their lineup. Is Courtney ever coming back, or is she just uh, staying she, prego? She had the baby. Okay. So. No, she, she said, is she retired? She retired in like 2017, 2018. I well, technically, she didn't retire. She said she was redone. No, she said she was stepping away. I I think she's done. 
I think she is too, but I'm just saying that. I think she's coming to IndyCar. <laughs> okay, that'd be funny. <laughs> it, that'd be funny when she beats Graham. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> be funny when Graham took her out too. Notice how it's not the other way around. Uh. Anyway, before I ruin future employment opportunities, uh, <laughs> hey, uh, wish to give Graham some pointers. I threw a uh, <laughs> in the chat. Jeez, uh, what's a sports photo that you'll remember forever? Huh? So, a picture. Think about all the pictures. Like, you, what's a picture that you will remember, always remember? Mm, that is really tough. Let me get in the chat here and say. Maybe the uh, the the two milk bottles that Elio held at the end of O two, and that he was pouring on himself, so you people would shut the hell up about Paul Tracy. Yeah, I'm gonna say that. You mean the ones that were meant for Paul? Yeah. Okay. Wow. Damn. I love Zaxby's too. Garbage chicken, by the way. <laughs> Garbage chicken. What? So, so mine would be the finish of the ninety-two five hundred. Bobby Ray, who won that? Al Junior. Al Junior. Al Junior. You just don't know what Indy means. What is that? He's, okay. Well, you he don't says, get it, likes. No, no. I said, what did you say? He doesn't know what Indy means. Yeah. Look. look in his victory lane interview, Al Jr. goes, you just don't know what Indy means. Have I heard it? Uh, no. Uh, we're, no, Andrew, we're not you, asking you. you. Oh. No, I, we're telling you what Jeez. I said. Oh, okay. Not bad. It's deaf. Jeez. Uh, I'm trying to do like three things at the same time. I'm yeah, sorry. walking someone up or something, or like <laughs> rattling the bars. <laughs> All right. Anybody else got anything else to say? No. All right. Well, uh, as we usually say here, share if you like it. Share if you don't. Just share it. Wait. Oh, we have breaking Hold news. On. Hold on. Hold on. Carson Wentz. Okay, course. well, we knew that. No, but what I'm saying is we didn't talk about Oh, I don't think we did either. Thank God. So, good move, bad move. Bad move. Bad. Okay, why? Oh, Lex, I think you can take the reins on this one, actually. Wait, 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 you agree with me now? I do. Wait, what's going on? I here, do Jeff? agree with you. What's Oh no! You can you can go ahead, Jack. I'll okay. Go well, in that on that note, um, I think it's a dumb move because, first of all, he has not been in form in the past few seasons that we saw in his run in the uh, Super Bowl, and well, obviously he didn't play in the Super Bowl, but just he has not been in form in like two years maximum. Uh, well, minimum, but I don't. I don't know exactly what I'm saying. I guess, but I keep stumbling. But 
he just he's not informed. That's all, that's all I can say is that he's not informed. Yeah. Okay. So go ahead. Well, Lex, you go ahead and say what you're going to say because I got a question to ask. So I as as uh, what is Stephen A. I'm Smith and uh, Terrell Owens said, you know, I'm, I'm I'm in these streets, right? Um, and you know, I, I talked to Philly fans. You know, they said the same thing I do. He had one good year, and he's been just nothing but a fun machine and, well, hell, turnover machine for the rest, for the, what, the four or the five years? And we don't want this guy no more. So I can I can understand that. Now, I, I know he's getting reunited with Frank Reich or whatever. That's fine. I'm interested to see how it's going to work the first year, but I just don't picture Carson Wentz doing any better. That's just me. Okay, that's fair. Uh, I get So, since Jack's off doing whatever he's doing. So, do you think okay, so do you think being reunited with Frank Wright is going to make a big difference? It could. But I'm not so sure it's going to. Dude, Frank wasn't even the head coach. He was the okay. So why does that all of a sudden make a difference? Because he calls the plays. So what? They're going to change their whole playbook for Carson Wentz. Well, he Frank's system. He's they used to Frank's, Frank's system. Frank's system. I mean, I guess yeah. that makes sense. <laughs> to be fair. We did see a guy that threw 20 interceptions last year go to a guy that threw for 4,000 yards and seemingly came back to life the next year in Phillip Rivers. So I don't know. But it just seems that it would be better to find a quarterback for the long term that could be more reliable. And I just don't think Wentz is going to be that guy. Oh, so, don't forget he's injured. Yep, yeah, exactly. That's the key. Right there. So he's injury prone. So, but if he can get through the season without an injury and he can, and he is back in Frank's system, I think it could be a good deal. Now, as far as the trade terms, a third round pick this year, yeah, that's, that's okay. But that conditional second round pick is. What I was, I'm not so sure about. Well, it could be so, a first round pick if they yeah. make the playoffs. That's that's what I had heard, at least. That's how it works. So, so here, I think I saw somewhere where somebody says they think he's the fourth best quarterback going to be the fourth okay. Best that's yeah, no. I don't think that at all. I did. Did Tannehill get lucky down in Tennessee? Tannehill, yes. In your opinion, no, he's not lucky. He's actually good. Well, he lucked into a system that suited him. That doesn't mean he's not good. I didn't see. Okay. Okay, so we're we're all pretty sure Trevor Lawrence is going to as long as there's no trade. 
So, where do you put Trevor Lawrence and rank him in the division? Uh, without without seeing him play. Obviously. So, you got Deshaun, you got Tannehill, you got Wentz, and you got Lawrence. Fourth. Yeah. Okay. So, where you put yeah. Wentz, what, third? Behind so why would you put Wentz behind Tannehill? Because I already know who your number yeah, one Watson. quarterback is. I don't have to ask. To be fair, it's not really a hard competition. Uh, <laughs> Tannehill's not bad. No, I was talking about your number one, why he's number one. You are such a hater. You're such a hater. So Houston says they're not going to trade them, but I bet if they get an offer that's too good to refuse, they'll trade them. It's going to be like, I'll give you Cam Newton for Deshaun. Yeah, there's a very clear distinction on who is better there. Well, hold on. Can, can we talk about Cam Newton for a second? Please not. Crash. <laughs> oh, God. That's that part of it. We apologize. For something for speaking the what truth. What did he do? I I don't know. He he it, trashed Newton and it was really stupid. I don't know why the media outlets are like blowing this up. It was just like there was first of all, I don't know why this kid would ever be at a person you think is trash at his like training camp. One, two, you know, you know, basically long journey, short patch act. The dude was like put up a video out and he's like telling Cam Newton, you know, he's a he's a free agent and Cam Newton's like because Cam Newton's like twelve year like a twelve year old too. He's like, Well, I'm rich. I'm rich. Like, that's literally what happened. The dude kept telling Cam he's a free agent. Cam was like, Well, I'm rich. And he's like, Well, where's your father? What? What the heck? That's what he said. That's what he said. The, the whole thing is just completely blown out of proportion. I understand that, you know, there there is disrespect could be perceived as disrespectful when you know you're at the dude's training camp and you're talking down to him. Okay, I get that. But at the same time, like for the kid, why the hell are you at a dude's training camp who's trash? I don't. I don't. I don't know. Because he's an NFL quarterback? Who doesn't want to jump on fumbles? Okay, well, I mean, okay. Dude, he, have you seen that video, Jack? No. Of, of Cam from the fumble? Oh, yeah. Exactly. And who do you guys think he ran from? <laughs> he ran faster from the fumble or the reporters after? Uh, wow. <laughs> You guys are mean. After. Truth hurts. Anyway, um, I've really got to pee. Can we be done? <laughs> All right. Well, uh, in that case, I got nothing else to say. So, uh, see y'all next week. <laughs>